Welcome to the Peepcast, brought to you by Buffalo Wild Wings. It is November 11th, 2021. Week 9 is in the books, and the league got turned upside down. It was crazy. What you thought was going to happen just didn't happen. It was crazy. I will break down some of the Week 9 storylines and let you know what you should be on the lookout for in Week 10. And of course, I will also make my Week 10 picks and predictions. And a little special in this episode, I will be doing my mid-season power rankings of every team in the NFL. (laughs) That's right. Football is here. Let's get it. All right. Well, there's a lot to cover. I have to cover one thing uh, real quick is normally this podcast comes out on Wednesday. I tried doing Tuesday, but it was a little bit too early with a lot of the news. I bumped it to Wednesday. This is actually the third time recording this podcast because every single time uh, there's something with the audio file. So I want to apologize for it coming out late. Um, But uh, hopefully this time it works. And uh, yeah, and I'm kind of changing some things up just for the the mid-year type of stuff. So I appreciate you guys hanging in there. Um, we definitely have a week nine winner and he is now back to back winners. And that is Zach Kurtz. Uh, it came down to Jeff lamb and Zach and Zach, you actually hit the points right on the button with uh, 56 total points. So awesome job, Zach. You got $20 in B dubs cash on the way to you, my friend. So congratulations two weeks in a row. Uh, you've nailed it, and that was a tough week uh, to win. There, that was a lot of misses, especially by me. And it's almost like you guys really want to listen to my picks. I mean, the NFL is nuts. This is hard to to go by. So, all right. Well, here we go. Uh, let's do a little rundown of what happened this last week, uh, just to try to stay on task here. But uh, Thursday night football, we had the Indianapolis Colts beat the New York Football Jets forty-five to thirty. The Colts uh, improved to four and five, whereas the Jets fell to two and six. Indianapolis had five hundred and thirty-two total yards, which is the most since Week Thirteen of two thousand and four, and that's when Peyton Manning was quarterback, ladies and gentlemen. All right, next up we got the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints. The Falcons knocked off the Saints, improving to 4-4, four and four, and the Saints fall into 5-3. and three. You could really tell a difference that Janius Winston was not uh, able to play in that ball game. He is out for the year, and Trevor Simeon uh, struggled at times. Uh, you hit the game-winning 29-yard field goal as time expired uh, for the Falcons to knock off the Saints. So big win by the Atlanta Falcons there. The Denver Broncos shocked the Dallas Cowboys 30 to 16. Denver improves to 5 and 4. Dallas falls to 6 and 2. Denver has now won 7 straight games versus Dallas. And I know I mentioned yeah, they'd won 6 straight. It was going to be tough for them to do that again. Things were not looking well, but man, they came out and they were hitting on all cylinders. So great job by the Denver Broncos there. Scott, I know you're excited about that. Uh, sorry about that one, Rachel. Uh, Rachel's a big Cowboys fan, and I know that one kind of hurt. Same, same for you, Tim. Sorry about that, bud. All right, next up we have the New England Patriots beat the Carolina Panthers, uh, twenty-four to six. The Patriots improved to five and four, where the Carolina now falls to four and five. New England has won four of the last five games, uh, and they started the season one and three. So New England's getting to be on somewhat of a roll there. And that's always dangerous when you kind of start to see them kind of gain some traction there. Meanwhile, the Panthers have really, you know, after having a really strong start to the season, are not looking so hot. And now uh, Sam Darnold, he's out four to six weeks with a, uh, it's called an incomplete fracture to his scapula, which there's a lot of jokes that were out there that, wow, he can't even complete a uh, fracture in his back there. But news that just came out today, and this is a little benefit of having some uh, recording issues, is that I get to report to you that Cam Newton signed a one-year deal uh, with the Panthers uh, to go back there. So that's that's going to be interesting to see there. Uh, we'll see how that impacts there. 
next up, we had the Baltimore Ravens and the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the Ravens squeaked out one against the Vikings. The Vikings have just been in so many close games, and sometimes they just cannot finish it off. Uh, the Ravens improved to six and two. Meanwhile, the Vikings fall to three and five. The Vikings might be the best three and five team in the league. Baltimore has won 12 straight games versus NFC opponents, which is the longest active streak. Uh, that's interesting there. We had a battle of Ohio take place where the Cleveland Browns beat down the Cincinnati Bengals 41 to 16. Both teams are now five and four. Baker Mayfield has the second most quarterback wins at 27 in his first four seasons in Browns history. Now, normally when you would say that, you'd be like, oh, that's great. Well, the Browns haven't had a lot of success at the quarterback position. And to have 27 wins in four seasons as a Browns quarterback, hey, maybe some things are turning around there. So great job, Baker Mayfield. I know that's a little bit of a backhanded compliment there, but... Hey, you're the Cleveland Browns. All right, next up, we had the Jacksonville Jaguars shock the Buffalo Bills 9-6 to in a field goal fest. Trevor Lawrence is the second uh, rookie quarterback to defeat Buffalo in the Sean McDermott era, and the first one was, hey, Sam Darnold. So uh, that's a little crazy there. It was weird to see the Jaguars flying around on defense the way they were. They really gave Buffalo some fits. Uh, Buffalo's... Uh, I really thought they'd be able to overcome some injuries on their offensive line, but it just proved to be too much, and Buffalo didn't have much of a running game going either, so that really affected them. Next up, we had the Miami Dolphins defeat the Houston Texans in uh, the toilet rim game, I should say. 17-9, the Dolphins improved to 2-7, and seven, while the Texans fall to 1-8. and eight. Houston has now lost eight straight games, which is its longest single-season streak since 2013. The New York Football Giants. Matt, this one's going to hurt, buddy. Maybe put on, uh, turn down the volume on this one. But the New York Football Giants beat the Las Vegas Raiders 23-16. to As you can see, there's a lot of upsets, a lot of crazy upsets, and we're not even done yet. The Raiders fall to 5-3, and three, whereas the Giants improved to 3-6. and six. The New York Giants have won four of the last five games versus Las Vegas. That is just mind-blowing to me what happened in the league this last week. The Los Angeles Chargers defeated the Philadelphia Eagles 27 to 24. The Chargers improved to 5 and 3, meanwhile the Eagles fall to 3 and 6. Uh Hopkins hit a go ahead 29-yard field goal with 2 seconds remaining. So, a uh, great job by the Chargers avoiding the upset there. The first ever start by Jordan Love, the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs defeated the Packers 13 to 7. The Packers fall to 7-2. Meanwhile, the Chiefs improved to 5-4, getting back in their divisional race. Kansas City is now 4-0 versus NFC teams this season, but they are only 1-4 versus AFC teams, which is kind of crazy. Uh, Jordan Love uh, did not play very well, and his mom did not have a very good seat there at Arrowhead. She was at the top of the stadium with the seats that she had. Um, but... Aaron Rodgers should be back this week, and so hopefully the Packers will be able to get back on track there. Uh, maybe we'll get to see a, a Mahomes-Rodgers game, hopefully before Rodgers uh, hangs him up. The Tennessee Titans and the Los Angeles Rams faced off against each other on Sunday Night Football. The Titans uh, defeated the Rams 28-16, both teams going to 7-2. The Titans really impressed me in this game. Tennessee defense had five sacks and two interceptions, and one of which for a touchdown, so that's impressive there. The Arizona Cardinals beat the San Francisco 49ers 31-17. The Cardinals improved to 8-1, where the 49ers fall to 3-5. This game was extremely disappointing as a 49ers fan. Uh, Arizona did not have... Kyler Murray, they did not have DeAndre Hopkins, they did not have J.J. Watt, and still posted 31 points. Really miserable performance by the 49ers. Arizona has scored 30-plus points in each of its five road games this season. Last but not least, we got the Pittsburgh Steelers defeating the Chicago Bears 29-27. As much as uh, of a Congratulations I want to give to the Steelers. I really felt like there were some really bad calls in that game. 
uh, that really hindered the Bears. But uh, I thought Justin Fields looked great. He looked really, really good. Uh, but the Pittsburgh Steelers improved to 5-3. and three. Meanwhile, the Bears fall to 3-6. and six. I think the future is bright in Chicago with number one back there at, at, at the helm. But Najee Harris was the first Pittsburgh rookie running back with one or more touchdowns in five straight games since 1972. Ah, who was the running back then? Wasn't it Franco Harris? Hmm. I'll tell you what, I've been impressed by Najee Harris and the way that he's not only conducted himself as a, a professional running back, but just as a human being. Uh, it's fun to watch that guy, and it's hard not to be a fan of him. So he also wears a really great number, number 22. I like it. Uh, for some reason, I like that number quite a bit. All right, guys. Well, hey, that's the week uh, nine roundup there. When I come back, instead of doing the winners and losers, I'm going to break down my power rankings, my midseason power rankings. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Some might shock you. Um, I'm, I'm pretty excited about it, though. But we'll get right to that right after a word from our sponsors. One time at B-Dubs, this crew came in hungry for flavor and football. Lucky for them, we got both for days. Especially on Boneless Thursdays, with buy one, get one free hot and crispy boneless wings and football on wall-to-wall TVs, that crew couldn't leave hungry if they tried. Get here for Boneless Thursdays at Buffalo Wild Wings, to the greatest of all times. BOGO Boneless Wings of equal value at participating locations on Thursdays. Not valid with other offers. Size exclusion supply. While supplies last. Limit one. Fees may apply. All right, we're back, and for the first ever midseason power rankings, uh, I'm really excited about this. I'm going to go through every single team, just kind of have a little bit of a snippet about them, about kind of where they're at, uh, more so for the top 10, and we'll kind of drop that off uh, as we kind of go on. But uh, I'm pretty excited about this, the first time ever doing uh, power rankings uh, in the NFL, so I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. So uh, let's get to it. So uh let's start let's see we'll start at the bottom and kind of work our way up to the top there so coming in at the worst team in the league i have the detroit lions uh at 0 and 8 uh next up at 31 i got the houston texans they are 1 and 8 uh the miami dolphins coming in at 32 and 7 uh, the Washington football team, which this is a shock to me, uh, kind of how I thought their season was going to go. I think one of the things that kind of played into this was Ryan Fitzpatrick getting hurt. Uh, but I really expected more from their defense. But uh, Washington football team, 29th in my power rankings uh, at 2-6. and six. The New York Jets have kind of moved up this list a little bit with a couple uh, big wins. Uh, the Jets wanted a head coach involved in all facets, but... Um, you know, really, Robert Sala needs to get some more seasons to be able to get his guys uh, to show some of his defensive prowess. Because uh, right now they're getting gashed on defense, but he doesn't have a lot of his guys there yet. But uh, what's really crazy is that Mike White and Josh Johnson look better than Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson is obviously top two pick in, in the draft this last year, number two overall. Um, and this guy, Mike White and Josh Johnson, who's bounced all over the league, they looked a little bit better, actually a lot better, running Mike LaFleur's offense. So that's kind of crazy to me. Uh, Jacksonville Jaguars uh, coming in at 27, at 2-6. and six. The Eagles are my 26th ranked team at 3-6. and six. The Panthers have really dropped down my list uh, recently. They're sitting at 25. They're at 4-5. and five. We got the Chicago Bears. There, I, I would like them to be a little bit higher, um, and I think as we kind of progress through the season, but they might squeak into that top twenty range. But Justin Fields has really started to come into his own. Uh, but you know, you know, there, he needs some help with his defense, and, and you know, this it, is it's kind of rough there. But um, right now, I got them at twenty uh, fourth. Uh, the New York Giants, I got them coming in at 23rd, sitting at 3-6. and six. They've had really three straight strong defensive performance, and, and that's coming off of back-to-back -back horrible performances against the Cowboys and the Rams. Now, the Giants do need to ride the defense because reaching 20 points seems to be a struggle for them, and third, only their offense has only scored 30 points uh, just once in 25 games under Joe Judge. Uh, they do have three of 
Uh, their last eight opponents have a winning record. So the Giants could make a, a late season push here uh, and, and get some wins under there. So um, right now the Giants, I have them sitting at 23 uh, with a record of three and six. This hurts. Speaking of number 22, my San Francisco 49ers. Previously, you know, I had them as high as 17. They're sitting at three and five. You know, really last week they had an opportunity to get at four and four, um, playing an opponent that had a lot of injuries. And, you know, they had a lot of injuries on defense too, but they have too much talent to be giving up 31 points and just having the mistakes that they're having right now. Right now, they're not a good football team. They they have the ability to play better, but right now they're not. Um, so I had them sitting at number 22 um, after their uh, horrific loss to the Arizona Cardinals last week. To Colt McCoy, by the way, who they allowed to have an 85% completion percentage. You, you, meant, you hear the tone in my voice? Yeah, I was a very upset person on Sunday, that's for sure. The Minnesota Vikings, like I mentioned, I think they're the probably best third and three and five team. Um, but I just can't put them over a team like Seattle yet. Um, I'm putting them right there with San Francisco. They, Minnesota, I think they're better than San Francisco right now just because they've they've been in every single game. They just shoot themselves in the foot in an inopportune time. Uh, but I had them sitting at 21. All right, things are going to start to get interesting here. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks I have as my number 20 team. Uh, in the NFL, they're currently sitting at three and five. Now they have a lot of offense, but their defense doesn't really help out. They have a tough schedule kind of coming down uh, the road there, uh, but it, it's going to be extremely tough for them right now. Uh, they do have a 28% chance to make the playoffs um, and they have the 18th uh most difficult schedule remaining. They played a lot of tough teams early, uh, but going down the stretch now, they're going to play some tough teams coming down the road too. Now it's just going to depend on their defense uh, later on, but I have them sitting at 20. They have an opportunity to move up, uh, but I have them at 20 right now. The Atlanta Falcons, this is shocking to me. Uh, as I was going through the, this list, they're sitting at four and four. They've been in a lot of these games and um, they offensively, their, their head coach is putting them in a lot of really good spots. They like, they have Cordell Patterson. They have Mike Davis. Uh, they have Kyle Pitts. They they obviously got rid of uh, Julio Jones in the offseason, but they're starting to find ways to be very productive, not just in the run game, but also uh, with Kyle Pitts. He's he's amazing. So um, I have them sitting there at 4-4. Four and four. They're within striking distance of some good teams, but I just don't think that they're yet there yet, especially on defense. The Cincinnati Bengals, what happened, man? Like, they were... At the end of October, they were the number one seed in the AFC, and now they would barely make the playoffs. They're sitting at five and four. They're my number eighteenth team. Man, what is? They gotta really figure some things out. And really, a, a lot of this stuff is on defense, in in my opinion. And then Joe Burrow just isn't experienced enough, and they don't have as many weapons to be able to get back in some of these games that they fall down early. So, uh, they got Joe Mixon, uh, they got Jamar chase. Um, but they just don't have a lot of these other weapons that some of these teams do that are up a little bit higher. Now they have the capability of doing it, but we'll, we'll have to see, you know, losing the way that they did to the Cleveland Browns is, is really, really tough. The Denver Broncos sitting at number 17 at, with a five and four record, you know, previously, you know, they were really struggling and I had them sitting at 21. I've kind of been keeping this list, you know, throughout the year and, and teams have kind of moved, uh, moved up and down, but sitting at mid season point, I think they're right there at 17. I think they have an opportunity to keep improving. Um, their division is extremely tough for them. Uh, they're going to have to rely on their, their two headed running back system and, and just make sure that Teddy Bridgewater doesn't turn over the ball. But, uh, overall they got a really good defense, uh, but injuries have kind of plagued them a little bit, but you know, they're sitting in a, at, at, at a spot where I feel like they can, they can really make some, he, some headway later on in the season. So number 17, number 16, this one's tough because I really feel like Las Vegas is a good football team, but you can't lose to the giants. You can't uh, last week. I had them at 10. 
Um, but losing to the Giants that that knocks them down there a little bit. So I had I have the Raiders sitting at five and three. They have the ability to to continue to move up. They just seem to be more consistent. I think that's the thing that that just bugs me about the Raiders is that they're just not consistent. Uh, they'll I mean one week just look like they can't be beat, and then the next week, I mean you're losing to the Giants. So they're sitting at five and three. Um, this next week against the Kansas City Chiefs is going to be a really big matchup. So um, I'm excited to see you know where that goes, but. Um, you know, right now I have Vegas sitting right in the middle of the pack, 16 overall. The Indianapolis Colts sitting at four and five. Now this is strange, right? I have the Vegas Raiders that are five and three and the Colts who are four and five sitting at 15. Now the reason for that is uh, primarily the division that Indianapolis is playing in and what they have uh, kind of coming up there. They're right there. They, they look really tough on offense. They're a physical team and their defense has the capability again they just haven't been consistent realistically it's been Carson Wentz he's been up and down but I had them just slightly above the the Raiders there and and the reason for that is Indianapolis really hasn't dropped a game uh you know like the the Raiders just did to the to the Titans or not to the Titans to the to the Giants there so I mean we're gonna have to take a look at at, at that but right now I have the Colts Going into the season, I really thought they were going to be a strong team, and and so some of that is kind of going into this. Um, I know their record is four and five, um, but they have to have some. They have to have some. I, I guess some prove it games. They have them coming up, and so they you know they beat the teams that they should beat, and I, I just kind of need to see them. I have them slightly above Las Vegas right now, just because Vegas has been a little bit more inconsistent. And I really need to see the Colts play some of these other teams. Like if I look at the Colts uh, schedule right here, uh, they play the Jaguars this week, but then they play against the Bills. They play against Tampa Bay. Uh, they're going to play against New England. They're going to play against Arizona. They're going to play against the Raiders. So most of their stuff is coming up. Um, you know, right now they've they lost to the the Seahawks, the Rams. Uh, the Titans. So those are the teams that like, if they were going to be good, those are good teams, right? Those are teams that are uh, up in the upper echelon there, except for the Seahawks. Um, but you know, they lost to Baltimore. That's another team that's up there, but they've beaten teams that, that they should beat. They've beaten the Dolphins. They've beaten the Texans. They've beaten the Niners. Uh, they, they had a really tough game against the Titans. And that's, this is kind of why they're up there too. Cause the Titans have beaten some really, really good teams. But they, I mean, they should have beat the Titans in Week 8. They really should have. Carson Wentz blew that game, and they looked really, really strong. And then, you know, uh, they blew, they really blew out the Jets. The Jets kind of came back late, but they looked really, really good. So, mind you, this is midseason. This is who they've played, not necessarily what they have coming up. But they're, they're going to have an opportunity to show me how good they are. They've lost the teams that are better than them, and they beat the teams that they're better than. So they're right there in the middle. Whereas Las Vegas Raiders, you know, they've they've lost some teams they really shouldn't have. So that's why that I have them up there. And of course, hey, I I, I want you guys to to argue with me on this type of stuff. So uh, that, this kind of stuff makes me uh, excited to to you know to go over all these things, right? So, all right, next up, I got the Cleveland Browns. They're a good football team. But they've also been inconsistent. A lot of these teams that are here in the middle of the pack are, are there's some inconsistencies or some question marks that I have. So Cleveland's five and four. Now they're starting to get healthy. They're starting to come back and get healthy, right? So I want to see what they're going to do. They've lost to some teams they probably they would like to beat, but they've beaten the teams that they should. So they're sitting at 14 for me. The Los Los Angeles Chargers sitting at number 13. They're at five and three. They've kind of been hovering around this this spot, just outside the top ten. And just when I want to get them in the top ten, they just don't get it done. So I, I'm curious to see, you know, what they do. Um, they're two and zero within their division. They're gonna, they're going to have some big divisional games coming up in the second half of the season. I'm excited to see what they do there. Uh, the New Orleans Saints. So this, mind you, this is what they've done, right? And this is where they're sitting midway through. New Orleans Saints are 12. They're sitting at 5-3. and three. Now they've beaten the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They've beaten them. So that's why they're kind of up there. But then they also just lost uh, a, a crucial game there. So 
Uh, let's take a look here. So the New Orleans Saints, they just lost to the Falcons, but they have beaten Seattle. They have beaten Tampa Bay. They've beaten the Washington football team. They've beaten uh, Green Bay earlier earlier in the season, right? So they've also beaten New England. So they're right there. They're right there. Uh, let's see. But they also lost their quarterback for the season, and that, that makes it extremely tough to lose your quarterback for the season. So um, because of what they've done in the first half of the season, they have an opportunity to keep moving up. But there's right now I have them at 12 I think they're a good football team. I'm curious to see what Trevor Simeon can do because overall I think they have a lot of things around him. It's not going to hinge directly on him. They're going to have to play some different type of ball, but I want to see what they do. They're going to have some big matchups coming up, so curious about that. Kansas City Chiefs just sitting outside the top 10 at number 11. They're sitting at 5-4. and four. They beat Green Bay, but that was without Aaron Rodgers. That one's really tough for me. That's almost like an asterisk, right? I, I don't think they're a better team than Green Bay, although they just beat them because it was with their backup quarterback who just overall didn't play well. Patrick Mahomes has thrown so many different, just bad interceptions, forcing the ball. I'm not a big fan of where can't, like even having him at number 11 kind of bothers me because overall I think, and I know this is my list. Like I totally get it. It's my it's my list, and I'm the one that made it. And this this bothers me. But I think they have a lot of talent. And I think having them even at 11 right now, if I if you would have said that at the the beginning of the season, that would have shocked a lot of people, right? I think they're they have the capability. They're, if their defense even just gets like marginally better, they're going to be in a really really good spot. So I have them outside the top 10 right now. They're five and four, but they have it. Like I said. They have a big matchup with the Raiders, who they've had problems with last year. Um, so I'm curious to see how the Raiders play them. I'm, I'm actually, uh, Matt, if this makes up for the Raiders being at 16, I'm going to be a huge fan of the Raiders uh, in that game. All right, here we go with our top 10. Coming in at number 10, I feel like uh, you know one of these radio DJs right now, but coming in at top 10, we got the New England Patriots sitting at 5-4. and four. Now, I mentioned they're starting to gain some steam. And this is about where they're at right now. So I'm excited about the Patriots. I thought that they were going to be a really good team, but it might have just taken some time for them to put it together. Like Mac Jones is starting to play really, really well. Um, so New England, I have you in my top 10. You're sitting right at number 10. You're at five and four. Um, I really like like some big wins that they had early. Uh, let's take a look at this. They're two and one in the division. They beat the Chargers. They uh, beat the Eagles. They beat the Giants. They beat the Washington football team. So teams that they should beat, right? They narrowly lost to Tampa Bay in week four, which honestly I, I felt like they had an opportunity to win that game. Um, I think they have some big games coming up. They play against the Browns this week. If they beat the Browns, the, you know, really week 10, I think they can either fall down this list quite a bit or they can move up this list quite a bit. Um, but they're going to have some big teams to play. They got Cleveland Week 10, uh, Tennessee Week 12, Buffalo Week 13, Buffalo Week 16, uh, and then the Colts Week 15. So they're, they have some tough games coming up. Uh, I also thought they played against the Cowboys really, really strong. Um, so you know we're going we're gonna to see where, where they're at. But overall, I have them sitting at 10. I think they're they're a good football team, and I think they have a lot of good things around them. They just need to get some some marquee wins, and they're going to have that opportunity here uh, coming up. So, uh, coming in at number nine, and at one point they were number one for me, especially early in the season, about week five, week six. Um, but the Bills, who were fifteen point favorites, laid an egg in that nine to six loss against the Jaguars, which is that's hard to explain. It wouldn't have been close uh, if the Jaguars didn't miss three third-quarter field goals. It could have been a lot worse if you really think about that. The Bills committed 12 penalties for 118 yards, and Josh Allen, he lost a fumble, took a really bad sack to end the – like and this happened on the final two drives. That's tough. Like, that is tough. They should have beat that team, the, uh, the Jaguars, uh, being a 15-point favorite, and uh, that, that drops you down on my list quite a bit. 
The Pittsburgh Steelers, and this is really, for me, this is because of their defense. I have them coming in at number eight. They're five and three. Uh, last week, I had them sitting at right around 11. But, I mean, just a couple weeks ago, it seemed certain that the Steelers were the one of the worst teams in the AFC North. And you could say that they were the worst one. But since then, Cleveland and Cincinnati have kind of tumbled down the list, in my opinion. And their win over the Bears was their 20th straight playing at home on Monday Night Football. And that's a streak that dates back to 1991, by the way. Mike Tomlin has a way of getting teams going. And there's just something about when Renegade is playing over those loudspeakers, those terrible towels are going. And I just think about playoff football, right? And it just seems like that defense is really built for the playoffs. And you see teams like Pittsburgh really make some strides and I think their ability with their really great running back Najee Harris I think with the veteran leadership in what Roethlisberger has and the what that defense is able to do I think they're going to be a tough out coming down the stretch here in this last last half of the season sometimes it takes some teams a while to get going and Ben missed a lot of 2020 remember he had an elbow injury we didn't even know if he was going to come back and be a part of this team so for them to be sitting at number eight right now, to be ultimately in a spot where they can still compete for the division, I think is absolutely massive. Sitting at number seven, I got the Dallas Cowboys. They're sitting at six and two. Dak Prescott is back, but they just laid an egg against the, De- the Denver Broncos. I had them as high as two at one point uh, in this season. So they've kind of dropped down there a little bit. Uh, last week, I had them at four. Uh, Dak Prescott's back, uh, but... That six-game winning streak that they were riding went up in smoke, okay? Uh, the Broncos built a crazy 30 to nothing lead, and there was two garbage-time touchdowns that, that really made it look a lot closer than the game really was. Um, they got spanked in every aspect of the game. They really, really did. So they have some, some things to, to prove to me. Uh, some upcoming games that the Dallas Cowboys have. So they're 2-0 in their division right now. They play against Atlanta this week. They got Kansas City the week after. They got the Raiders. So really two of their next three games are against some big-time opponents. Um, and then they're going to finish off uh, Arizona in Week 17. But they have a lot of AFC East opponents that's going to help them coming up. But right now they've they beaten the uh, Vikings. They've beaten the Patriots. They beat the Panthers, and this is when the Panthers were playing really good. They beat the Chargers. Uh, they narrowly lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week one. So I think, you know, they have a lot to prove to me, and I do think they have a little bit of a cake schedule coming down the stretch. Um, so it's even, like I'm curious to see, you know, what week 11 looks like, week 12 looks like, and I don't even want to overlook the Falcons this week because I think the Falcons have the ability to do some really good things. So uh, we'll see. But I got Dallas sitting at number seven there. Next up, I got Tampa Bay sitting at number six, just outside the top five. What are you talking about, Brandon? Are you crazy? Well, there's some teams that are above that have shown me some things lately. Tampa Bay's been consistent. Listen, if you're in top the top six of the NFL power rankings, that means you're at least, in my mind, a divisional playoff team. Okay? That's what that's what that means. And potentially a championship game type of team. Now, they've kind of slipped in some of it's because of injuries. They had 12 players that were on the injury report in week eight. So when they were in their bye last week, it came at the right time. So you got to think about that too. They're coming off of their bye. So Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown, Levante David, Jason Pierre-Paul, Richard Sherman, and Dominic Sue. Okay, so those are all guys that have missed time. So that's why they're sitting at six. They lost to uh, the New Orleans Saints right before they went on their bye. And that kind of stuck in my head. Um, but right now they're sitting at six. I think they have uh, a lot of big games coming up, a lot of divisional games coming up. They're they're going to play against the Washington football team this week, then the uh, the Giants, which has kind of been Brady's nemesis in a way. Uh, but they got the Colts, they got the Bills, they got the Saints again. Um, I think they'll finish strong, but they've beaten some really good teams uh, early. You know, they beat the the Cowboys, uh, they beat the Patriots, uh, they did lose to the Rams. Um, they crushed the bears. I thought that was huge. And then they, they lost against the, the saints here. So Tampa Bay, I think is a team that can really, 
um, benefit from their bye week sitting at week nine, uh, but they're going to have they're going to have the work cut out for them uh, against some of these good teams when they get to the playoffs because they're not going to see a lot of challenge coming down the stretch. Number five, Baltimore Ravens, and realistically, the reason they're sitting at number five is is because of the leg of Justin Tucker. He hit his 18th career game-winning field goal to beat the Vikings. Uh, he he needed a 66-yard field goal to avoid an upset against the uh, the Detroit Lions, right? So this is huge. The Ravens have three wins after trailing by double digits during the second half this year. So they're kind of the comeback kids, which when you think about that offense, they're not really built to come back. But, man, the stat of last game for them, they had 36 first downs to the Vikings 13, okay? So they – it, they have the opportunity to put some things together. They got some big games coming up. Uh, they got the Cleveland Browns and the Steelers back-to-back in weeks 12 and 13, and then they play the Browns again. Then they got Green Bay right after that. Then they got the Bengals, and they got the Rams. There is a gauntlet of opponents coming at them in the second half. We're going to see the type of football team they are. Early on, uh, they've kind of been all over the place, but they've beaten the Chargers. They've beaten the Colts. They've beaten the Broncos. They've beaten the Chiefs. Okay, they narrowly beat the the Lions. It's just so weird. Um, they lost to to the Bengals and got crushed by the Bengals. But then they come back and they have a bye week, and then they come back and beat in uh, which I think is a good football team in the Minnesota Vikings. So we're gonna see what they're made out of because their their last part of the schedule is extremely difficult. All right, coming in at number four is the Los Angeles Rams. And another benefit of doing this podcast for the third time and late on a Thursday is that I get to tell you that Odell Beckham Jr. just signed with the Los Angeles Rams. I think it was a bad move uh, by Odell Beckham. I think it would have been much better with the Packers. Uh, But the Rams are coming off a big loss to the Tennessee Titans. The Rams were penalized 12 times for 115 yards, including two rougher the, uh, roughing the passer calls on the game-sealing drive. So that's not disciplined football. Matthew Stafford, he does this, right? He goes up and he goes down. And this is kind of some of the things that happened to him in Detroit. He didn't look like an MVP favorite. He is a favorite in the MVP uh, conversations, but he took five sacks through two interceptions. One looked like a rookie move. He's getting sacked in the end zone. He just goes to turn to throw it away, but he throws it right to a Tennessee Titan and, and they walk it in for a touchdown. And then he threw another bad. It was like a, there was no reason that he, he predetermined this throw. There was a strong safety coming down. That is a cover three. Look, okay. Now cover three, out routes are the way to go. They're the those safeties aren't going to be able to get out there. But the safety read Matt Stafford's eyes that that's where he was going, and he changed the angle, which he was able to jump underneath that out route, which is really difficult in cover three, and pick it off. So uh, Von Miller hasn't made his appearance yet. Neither is Odell Beckham Jr. So we'll see what that does. They play against the 49ers on Monday night. Um, obviously, you know where my thoughts are there. But right now, the Rams are a top four team in the NFL sitting at seven and two. The Arizona Cardinals. What You guys must be saying, why in the world are the Cardinals that sitting at number three when realistically they have the best record in football at eight and one? Well, they lost to the Green Bay Packers in a really good game. And I just, I don't think, like the two teams that I have above them right now, I just think that I think right now midway through the season they're they're slightly better. Not a ton better. Like again, if you're top 3, this means I think of you as a champion uh, of a NFC championship game representative, you know, um with an opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. That's what I think of you. But right now they got no Kyler Murray, they got no DeAndre Hopkins, no AJ Green. That was no problem against the 49ers. James Conner looked really great. Those type of wins have a way of galvanizing a team. They've only lost once, but they're going to have some big-time opponents coming up. Okay, um, So they play against the Rams in Week 14. They play against the Seahawks Week 11. Uh, they play against the Colts Week 16, the Cowboys, and they finish off against the Seahawks. Okay, Now the Seahawks, 
I know I had them at 20, but they're going to be a pesky out. That offense and Russell Wilson, the way that he can do the things, is going to be really tough on teams. It's it's. I think the Achilles heel of the Seahawks is their defense. Um, but let's see what the Cardinals do. They lost against the Packers, uh, which is their only loss. Um, but I, I just don't think that um, they are – better than the two teams I have in front of them, even though that they have won uh, a game convincingly against a team earlier on. You say, Brandon, that doesn't make sense. Hey, this is where they are in the middle of the season. This is kind of, everything's a crescendo, right? Everything kind of builds upon each other. And the reason, and I'm going to explain my reason, and I think you'll you'll understand as I kind of go through it uh, with you, but uh, right now I have the Cardinals sitting at number three, which means process of elimination, who's number two, I got the Green Bay Packers sitting at two, okay? Reason I have Green Bay sitting at number two is because I think right now they are the best team in the NFC. I think Rodgers is just out to prove something. I know he's got a ton of weird stuff going on with COVID and, and all this stuff. Realistically, I think they smash the Chiefs if, if Aaron Rodgers is in there. Just flat out, I think they beat up on the Kansas City Chiefs. I like their defense. Their, their defense is playing a lot better. And I just Aaron Rodgers just has a look this year, like like he's playing with house money. He he just he just does, and he is so talented uh, with the things that he does. But right now, Green Bay looks good. They have a lot of weapons. Uh, they have a lot of weapons. So um, I got Green Bay sitting at number two, which means I have the Tennessee Titans as my number one team midway through the season. And here's why they're my number one team, okay? They're the number one team because of the teams that they have beaten that are within this top 10, okay? They have beaten a lot more teams than Green Bay and Arizona. And I know that they beat Arizona, or, or Arizona beat the Tennessee Titans early on, okay? But this is where they're at right now, like right now. And and so uh, here's a list. They've beaten the, the Chargers. They've beaten the Colts. They've beaten the, the Kansas City Chiefs. They beat the Buffalo Bills. They've beaten the Colts. And they've beaten the Seattle Seahawks. So that to me was hard not to put them at number one when they've beaten that many, in my opinion, good football teams. And I know Seattle's down there, but I I do think of them as as a good team. But you beat Buffalo, you beat Kansas City. These are two teams that are, I'm talking Super Bowl contenders, and they they beat them right. They they narrowly beat the Buffalo Bills, but they crushed the Chiefs. Uh, they beat the Colts twice. They smashed the Rams at home in prime time, like. This is where they're at right now, and they're going to have an opportunity down the stretch to to play New England. They're going to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, they're going to play the uh, uh, 49ers on a, on a short week, which I think benefits them. Uh, but overall, they got the Saints this week. I just think that they laid down the groundwork to, and beat some really, really good football teams. Now, Derrick Henry, like... He's going to be able to come back at some point this year. Uh, but, like, I nobody wanted to give them a chance against the Rams. And they played them extremely well. They leaned on their defense. It, the Derrick Henry injury was supposed to ruin their season. In, in my opinion, th- this is what I think, okay? I think it's a blessing in disguise, and here's why. They've leaned on Derrick Henry for so long that... Gosh, it's the Derrick Henry show. They're going to have to find ways to win without him. And they've already gotten through a really tough part of their schedule, okay? They're going to find ways to use other weapons. And then Derrick Henry is going to come back at some point. That's scary. And then when you think about that, not only will they have Derrick Henry in the backfield, they're also going to have Adrian Peterson in the backfield. That's crazy, okay? That is crazy. Oh, yeah, they have Julio Jones and A.J. Brown out there, too. Oh yeah, they they just look like they're now. Mind you, this could also not benefit them, right? They could also be peaking at the wrong time. So uh, we gotta we gotta see what's what's gonna happen later on down the line. But right now, going into week ten, the Tennessee Titans are the best team in football, in my opinion. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, enough of that. Uh, that was my first um, end of the season or middle middle of the season kind of power rankings. I wanted to go through that with you instead of going over some uh, winners and losers. So um, excited about that. 
I would love for you guys to get on my Facebook page and argue with me about them. I'm going to post this on there uh, so you guys can see it. Um, but right now uh, we have to go to a quick break and then I'll be right back uh, with my week 10 picks. So this one time at B-Dubs, a couple of friends came in for football and they asked for the best seats in the house, which is kind of a trick question since we've got wall-to-wall TV so you can watch the game in any direction. Kind of makes every seat the best seat in the house. So when I explained all that, they just sat at the bar. Cause you gotta be close to the beer on game day. Buffalo Wild Wings, to the greatest of all times. Please drink responsibly. All right, we're back. Let's get to our week 10 picks and predictions. We'll start off Thursday night football. Tonight's game, the Baltimore Ravens 6-2 and two facing off against the Miami Dolphins. Baltimore has outscored Miami 137-16 to 16 in their last three matchups. This one's a no-brainer. I got Baltimore. Next up, we got the Atlanta Falcons going to Dallas to face off against the Cowboys on an early game on Sunday. Atlanta's getting hot. They've won three of their last four games. But after what da- uh, Dallas showed against uh, the Denver Broncos this last week, there's no way in hell that they lose to the Falcons this week. I think the Cowboys are going to come out hot early. They're going to score, and they're going to score off, and I got the Dallas Cowboys in this game. Next up, we got the Cleveland Browns at the New England Patriots. Both teams are 5-4. and four. New England has allowed 18.9 points per game this season, which is the fourth fewest in the NFL. But... I just think that Cleveland Browns defense is going to have an opportunity to get after Mac Jones. doesn't mean they're going to do it, but they're going to have the opportunity to get to him and a rookie facing that type of defensive front. I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns in that game. Next up, we have the Buffalo Bills going to the Meadowlands uh, to face off against the New York Jets. The Buffalo Bills are 5-3, and three, whereas the Jets are 2-6. and six. The Jets have allowed 31 points per game, have allowed 408 total yards per game, both most in the NFL, and there's no way in hell that the Buffalo Bills are going to lose to the Jets this week after they lost to the Jaguars last week. There's just not going to happen. If it happens, Buffalo has got to shoot way down that power ranking list. they got to go way down because you can't lose to the Jaguars and you can't lose to the New York Jets and consider yourself a contender, period, end of story. The Buffalo Bills are going to win that football game. Next up, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 6-2, and two, facing off against the Washington football team. Washington has allowed 286 yards per game this season passing yards per game this season, which is the most in the NFL. And let's see, they're going against the GOAT and all his weapons coming off of a bye where people are starting to get healthy. Yeah, I got Tampa Bay too. Uh, that's what I thought. All right. Next up, we got the New Orleans Saints, 5-3, and three, facing off against the Tennessee Titans. That is 7-2. Tennessee has won its five last five straight games, which is the longest streak in the NFL right now. Now, this... Could potentially be a trap game, right? You know, in college when you have a really big win and then you play another school that might not like garner that type of attention, especially without their starting quarterback. Well, this is at home. That crowd is going to be nuts uh, there in Nashville. So I just don't see them letting up. I, I just don't see it. I, I I know that New Orleans is a pesky opponent. I just think with uh, Trevor Simeon back there, I just don't see Tennessee losing that game. So I'm going to pick Tennessee. I've been wrong before, but I'm going to pick Tennessee in that one. Next up, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars, 2-6, and six, coming off a big win against the Buffalo Bills, facing against the Indianapolis Colts. Indianapolis has scored 25 points in their last six straight games, which is also their longest active streak. Tells me the offense is going. They're playing against Jacksonville. They're playing at home. I got the Indianapolis Colts in that game. Absolutely. I got the 0-8 Detroit Lions going to Pittsburgh 5-3. Pittsburgh is 13-2 versus Detroit in the Super Bowl era. Pittsburgh's not losing this game, guys. They're, They're not losing that game. I got Pittsburgh in that game all day, every day. Lock it up. Lock it up. Uh, all right, starting the afternoon slate of games, we got the Minnesota Vikings facing off against the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, this game is tough for me to pick because I really like Minnesota. 
And I think the Chargers are a good team. Now, here's where I think it gets where it's different. I really think that Minnesota is going to have the ability to run the ball effectively in this game because of the undersized linebackers and middle of the line that Los Angeles has, Los Angeles Chargers have. Now, Justin Herbert, he's thrown for over 330 passing yards in each game versus the NFC this season, but he's kind of in a slump, though. Um, he just hasn't looked the greatest. I know that they, they won last week, and that should... Uh, you know, that should really help them out. But I think Minnesota is more desperate for a win right now. I I mean, this is if Minnesota wants to compete and be considered a playoff team, they have to win this week. I got the Minnesota Vikings. Next up, we got the Philadelphia Eagles at the Denver Broncos. Philly is three and six, whereas the Broncos are five and four. Denver has allowed fewer than 18 points in six games this season. Uh, I told you their defense was going to be good. I have got the Denver Broncos in this game. I just think with their rushing attack, Teddy Bridgewater is going to be able to, um, you know, he's going to be able to to throw the ball. Um, I know that Noah Fant uh, is is out of commission right now, but I just, I just, I mean the matchup, the matchup, defense versus Philly's offense. I got Denver. Denver's offense versus Philly's defense. I got Denver again. I got Denver in the game. Next up, this is going to be an interesting one. We got the Seattle Seahawks going to Green Bay. Seattle's three and five, whereas the Packers are seven and two. This is really anticipated matchup, right? Probably more of an anticipated matchup for a three and five team than you would expect. Uh, but Russell Wilson's coming back. That's why it's anticipated. Aaron Rodgers should be coming back for that game. The home team has won each matchup since 2010, including the playoffs. Hey, the Packers are my number two team in the NFL right now. I got Green Bay in this game. And I think that Green Bay is going to do a lot of damage against that Seattle defense. Next up, we got the Kansas City Chiefs on Sunday Night Football against the Las Vegas Raiders. Kansas City has won six of its last seven games versus Vegas. Vegas won a game against them last year when Kansas City was hot. Okay, And that second game that they played last year... Vegas was really good in that game too. The Chiefs, I'm just not sold on them. And I I, I know that the Raiders know them probably better than almost any other team. They play them twice a year. This is in Las Vegas. I, I got the Raiders in this game. I have the Raiders in this game. I think Derek Carr is... That, that Raiders team has gone through a lot, okay? And it's understandable that they lost uh, against the Giants. And they might have lost them with their eyes on this game. Okay. It, it happens at times, but I got the Vegas Raiders bouncing back, getting after Mahomes, uh, making some turnovers there. Uh, I got the Raiders winning that game. Last but not least, we got the Los Angeles Rams at the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the Rams coming off a really tough loss and the Niners coming off a tough loss. The Rams are four and one on Monday night football in the McVay area era, but the 49ers have won the last four games against the Rams. I want everything in my body to pick the 49ers, but I just can't do it. I can't do it. If they would have beat the Cardinals last week, I would have really thought about it, but they're, they're in disarray. They need, they need this game really, really bad. I just don't think that they're, I just, I mean, they might make it a close game, but I, I just don't see them uh, beating the Rams. I got the Rams in this game. And to add insult to injury, I also uh, picked 49 points uh, for total points on Monday night. There's my pickums, everybody. I'm sorry that this came out so late. I'm hoping this one publishes. Please, for the love of God, this needs to go through. Um, so uh, here's here's hoping, because uh, if it doesn't, then uh, I don't know what's going to happen this week. But uh, third time's a charm. It's going to work. It's going to work. All right. The Peepcast, I am out. I will see you guys next week.